Hello, and welcome back to They Made Another One, where each week we discuss an off-forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey, and I always knew the industrial age would end in chaos. And with me, I've got Liam. Beep, beep. (laughs) And, and, And Mitch. In the words of the rescue helicopter, just hang on, folks. I repeat, just hang on. Oh. And... To round out the year, even though you're hearing this in 2023, who fucking cares? We got a very special guest back with us. Guys, I think we want to do this in unison. I'm going to give us a countdown. I think we all know what to say. Mm-hmm. The one and only three, two, one. Chaz, baby. In the words of Stern Dad, there was no one driving. No one. I like Stern Dad when his real name is also funny. So you've opted to like circumvent the easy joke and like do an extra one. I did not learn a single character's name. They all have nicknames. Oh, I've got great news. Do you want to know that man's actual name? I do, please. Thad Timmy. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) For anybody who who passed out when I said that, that's T-H-A-D space Timmy. Dude. How many more years until Stephen King's Trucks becomes super nostalgic for a certain generation and there's a band name that's Thad Timmy? Dude, that would be sick. Also, um, that does make his daughter's name Abby Timmy, which is very funny. Um, I think Stephen King's Trucks is already nostalgic. I will say um, the original listing for this movie on streaming when we first talked about maybe doing it on the show a couple of years ago uh did say stephen king's trucks which is why i always call it that uh the movie's just called trucks though um which is interesting i think stephen king's trucks is a much more fun thing to say um and i'll likely continue to say that instead I wouldn't be surprised if it was marketed as Stephen Tr- King's Trucks in, in some Stephen places. Stephen Trucks. <laughs> On Letterboxd, it says alternate title, Stephen King's Trucks. So. Okay, then we're then we're rolling with that. Um, just like the trucks would do. Oh, I'd, I'd watch Stephen's Trucks. Yeah, so Chaz, quick question for you. Um, you did like want to do this one. Yeah. Uh, why is that? I think uh, when I first heard about it, uh, there's a couple of reasons. One, I'm a big Stephen King fan. Uh, I haven't mm. seen a lot, all of his movies, but I've read a few of his books. Uh, I love uh, a lot of the movies I've seen of his, and I hate some other ones, but I still love to watch them. Uh, and then there's this deep, dark part of me that heard you, uh, this like middle school age Chaz who fell in love with horrible movie concepts or horrible movie names and just nonsense <laughs> stuff. Yeah, And I, I tapped back into that, and it... Uh, Hearing the name Trucks or Stephen King's Trucks just really <laughs> breathe that uh, that same air into me. Um, <laughs> yeah, th- that's about it. I uh, I told my dad on the phone today what we were talking about today because he's a big Stephen King head, and I said the phrase Stephen King's Trucks to him, and I think he died on the phone. Like, <laughs> I think, like he was just he was loving it, and I you know I can see why it's a very funny. Uh, name for anything to have uh the poster does have one of the funniest slogans on it of all time i think it does just say you turn you die (laughs) 
Corey, was your was your dad aware of of this uh, like story? He was not. He had heard of Maximum Overdrive, but he was okay. not familiar with like trucks. The story. Dang. Um, yeah, do, you, do you want to talk about a little bit more about that? The connection to Maximum Overdrive. Uh, in a moment. Okay. I know you've set me up with a pristine segue here, and we'll, we're going to get back to it. I promise. Corey handles the segues here, Mitch. Don't even no, try. No, no, yeah, no, no. That's the last time I try and tee one up for you. I was, I was just gonna say that um, this is the last. We're recording this literally in the evening of New Year's Eve, and we don't have the time to have a big conversation about that. So I wanted everybody to just give a thing they did this year that was cool, and a thing they want to do next year that they hope will be cool before we get to trucks. Unless this is the thing that you did that was cool, was watch and talk about and really assess Stephen King's trucks. Yeah, the best for this year is yet to come. Twenty twenty two. We're still we're still kind of trying to get get all the blood out of that stone. <laughs> the year is young. <laughs> no, I uh, this year I um, I did a lot of stuff with my band. I'm proud of. We um, we played. Uh, a venue that I've seen a lot of cool shows at. Um, so it was cool to be on the on the other side of that venue, looking out the other way. And next year, I'm excited to uh, release more music with my band, release a little uh, another EP, and I'm excited to to do more stuff on this podcast because God knows we uh, we have scratched the surface. Like if you, there are some there are some lists on Letterbox that are like titled every movie ever and you know you go on them and you've watched it says you've watched like 0.5 percent of movies even though you've watched a thousand movies and uh if if you were to make a list on letterboxd of all the possible movies we could do on this podcast i bet you we've done like one percent of them so i think i'm excited to keep doing this probably yeah it's just an endless font well every time we do one like six more come out of hollywood or like 10 more 100 more what, anybody else got any fun stuff going on? Anybody else got any vibes? Uh, honestly, I just want to take a moment because I haven't I haven't heard from you guys in a long time, and I really just want to let us chill and like inbreviate this moment, you know? Right, so true. We did sort of get into trucks <laughs> without doing that other thing we were going to say that we were doing, <laughs> which also has nothing to do with the New Year's Eve discussion. I just <laughs> so we're maybe having a little bit of an issue. Um, we really should abbreviate this moment. Um, okay, we're gonna rapid fire this. Chaz, what what's a cool thing you did this year? I uh, exercised for two hundred days. Held yourself big time accountable. Hey, that's that's awesome. Two hundred, holy fire. shit! Yeah, two hundred out of three sixty-five. Do you feel beefier? I do. Uh, clothes that I was wearing uh, same time last year are not fitting the same, so that's something. Nice. Yeah. I hope. I hope that's good. I hope this is what we want. This is exactly, this is the goal. (laughs) We're getting huge. And is the 2023 goal to do like 201 days or more? Uh, Yeah. Well, my goal was uh, three to five days a week uh, for the full year. And uh, 200 averages out at about 3.6, I believe. So I want to get to uh, uh, averaging out about four days a week or averaging out at even higher than that next year. Tight. That's cool. Cool. That takes like a really gnarly level of commitment. So good job, it's, man. Yeah, yeah I it's hard. It. I'm just getting back into it. And uh, yeah, it's it's so hard to push yourself to go. So impressive. Hey, here's what Hats helps. Post you. a picture every day. True. 
<laughs> Make True. it so people will DM you asking if you got lost on your way to the gym if you don't post that you were at the gym. Mm-hmm. It works. Mitch, what's something cool you did? Um, I made it to the finish line. You know, honestly, that's sometimes cool. that's all you need. That's, that's pretty cool. huge. Yeah. Uh, is the goal next year to continue reaching the finish line? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> We might set different goals next year. I think next year I hang up the towel. No. Uh, what a dark and gnarly <laughs> Yeah, no, I'd say that's the goal. Understandable. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm proud of what we did in the podcast this year. I think that we did a lot of really good stuff, had a fun time, got more people hip to the hip to the good times that all these fucking movies have. And I'm looking forward to continuing to do that on this show and also fucking around on some other shows and just having a good time. You'll hear more about those later. I'm not like playing coy. <laughs> like you have to go on like a geocaching adventure to find out what the other podcasts I do were called. But you know, maybe that's something that would get more people in. Um, another thing that I want to try to do more of is two movies in one podcast. Uh, so we all saw the new hit film from, uh, entirely uncontroversial director Ryan Johnson called Glunion. Oh yeah, the Glunion. The Glunion. Yeah, I have one of those on my feet actually. A Glunion. Yeah. How does that work? What does that mean? It's just like a, you know, it's like a it protrudes from. You'll my, understand when you tub. get older. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I gotta I gotta get everything cut and wide. Uh, you know, it really I gotta I got bad arches too. You know what they say about big feet? Big Glunions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what we wanted to do is like a mini sode within this episode about Glonian, uh, because the opportunity just presented itself. Uh, it was very much holiday season viewing, and we're all pretty dialed in. So let's let's grip it and rip it. Uh, who wants to talk about how they felt about Glass Onion? If if you're noticing that, or I mean Glonian, sorry. Uh, if you can't help but notice that I'm not explaining it, it's because everybody knows what this fucking movie is. Everybody on Earth. so Because of the subtitle, it helps out. It's a Knives Out mystery. Yeah, yeah. and Ryan Johnson famously loves that subtitle and thinks it's very <laughs> cool um, and doesn't kind of think that it was stupid and bad. Well, how else would we know that it's somewhat related to Knives Out? Yeah, I mean, it's not like we would just see the same guy doing the same character in a different oh, movie and just sort of figure out for ourselves because we have brains that that's what was happening. I think Agatha Christie had the right idea, you know, with just ominous titles like Death on the Nile or Murder mm-hmm. on the Orient Express, you know? Well, I don't know if you remember this, uh, but when Death on the Nile released, it was originally titled Death on the Nile, A Murder on the Orient Express Mystery. <laughs> <laughs> And then they thought that that was too many different locations, so they tried to simplify it. No one's going to know where this movie takes place. <laughs> yeah. Is it on a train? It's on one of those water trains. Oh my I think, gosh. I'm pretty sure that's a boat. Yeah. And that's how boats are made. Did people like Glunion? I did, but not as much as I wanted to. Um and that's for a number of reasons. There are a lot of things that I fucking love about the glass onion. I love the way it looks. I love the way that everyone's wardrobed. I think there's a splash of like Cary Grant into Catch a Thief, and you also have um, Monsieur Hulot, like uh, like the the Jacques Tati character. 
uh, and Daniel Craig's uh, Benoit Blanc and the way that he's he's costumed and I I just I really love the way that the, that the film looks and moves and the dialogue is quite sharp but I think more broadly my my issue is just with with the the script generally and the mechanics of the mystery I think that there's a lot of contradictions that that kind of exist or things that don't make sense um, which is fine because I mean things don't have to make sense in a murder mystery but there's a lot of kind of logical errors and just things that are that are not really adequately explained or contradictory. And, um, you know, I, I think the mystery itself is probably one of the more weak parts about it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I wasn't as crazy about this supporting cast as I was as the supporting cast in the first film, but there, there's still some really good performances. Um, all in all, I think it's a good movie, but I don't think it quite touches uh, the greatness that the first movie had or the the precision. But I do love the Mediterranean setting and uh, the way that the film looks. And Daniel Craig is a delight to watch, but um, not as strong as the first one, but still a good movie. Gets a little Hollywood near the end. I'm uh, I'm right there with Mitch, actually. Um I'm a massive fan of the first one. I've seen it a few times, and I I just think it's it's brilliant. I love the cast. I love uh, what you know, what it seems to be saying um, thematically. I think it's it's so tight and such a fun subversion um, of murder mysteries, while also being very respectful to uh, conventions of murder mysteries and. Um, I just, I just think it's a great movie, and and this one, I th- I think it's a, a whole lot of fun. I'm I'm glad it's been made. I would see another one again uh, quickly. You know, when it comes out, I'd be excited for it. I would happily rewatch this movie, uh, but at the same time, I think it is uh, um, a lot less uh, impactful than the first movie. It was to me. Um, I think it, it kind of comes down to this idea that that Ryan Johnson had his whole life to come up with the first Knives Out film. You know, who who knows how long some of those ideas were percolating. Um, whereas Glass Onion, he has you know two years to write to work on that movie um, after the success of Knives Out. You know, maybe some of this stuff is ideas that he's had in mind beforehand. But uh, that first, the first Knives Out really is so tight and. Uh, um, pitch perfect and it just feels like everything was scrutinized and um, everything is exactly w- what it needed to be um, and this one felt a bit more scattered a bit more indulgent I thought that some of the scenes uh, went on for a really long time and you know it wasn't it wasn't miserable because there is uh, a high level of craft th- throughout the movie but um, I still found it a bit a bit meandering, a, uh, a quite a bit less um, less uh, fixed than the than the first one. That first one is just like so biting, and and every single moment really seems to matter. Whereas I think this one is a bit more scattered. I also th- am just more fond of the supporting cast in the first movie. More fond of those characters. I think they they work a bit. Uh, more well together whereas this one um, feels kind even though all the actors are like are are great actors and it's not like they're they're um, you know uh, B B actors or anything it's sort of I felt like this was like a B squad compared to the first movie Um, even though there are some people in this one that I that I really did love and I and I think the uh, 
the ultimate unraveling of the of the mystery um is is just not quite as strong as the first one i think it's a bit less interesting and i think it um it plays a bit more fast and loose with with the rules whereas the first one i think is uh is, is just a bit more brilliant in its construction. So I, I think this one was fun, but I think it's it's a bit too long um, and it and it isn't as as tight as, as the first movie, but but I really did like it and it's cool that he's he's making these movies because not many of these movies are being made nowadays. So um, I, I enjoyed watching it, but it's not a uh, an all-timer the way the first one is to me. Chaz, what do you got? Honestly, uh, I think that I love this movie as much as Mitch wanted to. Um, okay. Yeah, hmm. that's that's what just felt right to me. I, I did just see it last night, so I'm, I might still be high on my own supply with it. Uh, but I genuinely, I had a really great time. And I did, uh, I really loved Knives Out. But I think uh, to the extent that I agree with Ryan Johnson, I hate that they added the Knives Out subtitle to this movie. Um because it does feel like it just exists in its own thing. Knives out playing on a lot of ideas inside of, uh, inside of classical murder mysteries. And this one circumventing a lot of it, this one was significantly less of a mystery movie, especially once the reveal happened. Uh, and um, I, a lot of that just hit home with me. It was definitely, it felt a lot more lighthearted, uh, which is fine. I, I love both uh, near equally, honestly. And, as much as I, uh, I think the writing in this one's fantastic. I think the choice to make uh, the villain uh, Elon Musk um, and the ner- the through line turn out to be essentially that we need to burn down Twitter, um, or at least the climax being turned into that. All of that being lined into it. Uh, the hardest part for me to watch of this movie, and I did genuinely. This is like a nine out of ten film for me. I I enjoyed myself every second of watching it. Uh, the hardest part to watch was uh, the beginning of it when it just felt like I was right back in the peak of pandemic. Uh, mm. And seeing that was a bit, it was like culture shock being thrown back uh, two years. Uh, but honestly, yeah, the through line of everything, the uh, the way Edward Norton played just this rich, terrible, uh, rich, terrible idiot was absolutely brilliant. Um, and I... Overall, I don't know if I've just rambled into nonsense, but I had a really good time. And through more scrutiny, I may find some flaws in it. But right now, it is just a—it was just an excellent watch uh, through and through. Nice. I don't think you rambled into scrutiny. I, I do regret to deflate uh, what you're saying and think that I'm more on like <laughs> Liam and Mitch's team. Maybe oh, even that's slightly fine. more. Um, I think part of it, like, because I agree with the majority of what we said up to this point, like cast is great to be honest though what i the only thing that i will say is i don't have a particularly huge affinity for knives out i don't dislike it it's just that i saw it once remember liking it and i didn't watch it again so i don't really like completely remember what the deal with that was um so that's less of a bearing on how i felt about this but i think um to mitch's point about the mystery in particular and as liam was saying it's less of a mystery movie yeah like that kind of felt a little not like I think underwhelming is wrong because like it's you know it's just a different thing but um the reveal was a little bit like uh corny to me i guess that it's just like oh it's just he's just a dumbass and like the whole point is that there's nothing elaborate and it's just a dumbass because i think what the 
ending then is with like destroying everything that's in there like i don't know it feels kind of toothless to me yeah because we don't see any there's no material guarantee that he's getting any comeuppance at all and like the movie spends the whole time feeling like uh the crew that made it is screaming directly into your face that rich people are bad and we should like actively hate them and then uh the one the the richest worst idiot uh kind of gets nothing other than the perceived threat of maybe a bunch of people will go agree with her now but to what end and they burn the mona lisa <laughs> yeah and it's like okay like i don't know I, it just it, that didn't feel like particularly like riveting as a conclusion to me um but the ride's pretty good uh this was fun stuff it looks great and the production design in particular is like fantastic. These sets are cool. Everything looks great. It's fun, but like, you know, I'm not falling over myself to necessarily get back to it, but it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination at all. And I think there's a lot of really cool stuff in it, but I was just like, yeah, it's pretty good. There you go. Yeah. I think like there are a couple uh, things that we touched on there that were interesting. Chaz was talking about how it was like culture shock for him. Um, and going back into the pandemic and you see like i don't know if any of you caught on on that zoom call like who who's on it with benoit blanc in the bathtub but one of them is, is angela lansbury and steven sondheim um, yeah, and kareem abdul jabbar which i think yes. is the funniest part yes like, <laughs> yeah so you've got you've got just like some interesting cameos there that are super fun but even so i i think what liam was t- saying when he was talking about the cast and how it feels a bit more b i kind of agree like i think like, the gr- the grand <laughs> Uh, murder mysteries always have a great ensemble cast like you know the 1970s Sidney Lumet murder on the Orient Express you've got Albert Finney you've got uh, Lauren Bacall you've got uh, Ingrid Bergman you've got Richard Widmark uh, like L- Michael York a- anybody who was like anyone in-, in those days was in that movie and I feel like this one doesn't feel like the same ensemble cast that um, the first one does. He's still some great talent for sure, but I'm just not as over the moon about the cast as I as I was with Knives Out. You know what else has a great ensemble cast? Trucks, 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 cars, trucks, trucks. No, not cars. Mm, helicopter? Mm. <laughs> Disney's planes? Wow, that was just that was a huge spoiler for the ending of Yeah, just you guys a, you guys mm, just helicopter. described the whole plot of trucks. <laughs> like a truck, you just communicated through tr- like trucks would. And then so huh? So I guess I'll skip the plot summary because we just did it. Um, <laughs> we'll just get right down to brass tacks. I, I like the part where they take over Ottawa. <laughs> I liked the part where the movie took like three months and just it like foundationally destroyed the bureaucratic structures of the city that we live in, and arguably uh, Canadian democracy. And arguably Canadian democracy, right, Chaz? I um I don't remember that part. If we're being honest, yeah, trust me, you uh, didn't miss much. <laughs> <laughs> trust me, it sucked. <laughs> was that was that the scene before or after like the the toy car just annihilated someone? It's right after that, I think. Oh. I was yeah. too high on that man. That yeah. was so good. I just passed out when that when that Tonka <laughs> truck killed a guy. Yeah, I, I can't believe I missed the whole uh, 
Canadian monarchy or whatever you guys have. Yeah, it's close enough. Whatever. Uh, sorry, the constitutional was... monarchy. There's a truck yeah, yeah. in charge, actually. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah, um, the leader's a truck. Um, Very all... cute. All right, kid, come <laughs> on out now. I hope you're not a Tonka truck. Ah! It was a Tonka truck. That is the that is the number one quote on IMDb. That scene. That's precisely oh, where I got it. I knew it. Did, have you read the trivia yet? Oh, enlighten us. Oh, uh, they wanted to have a full scene, a love scene, essentially between that. Uh, the what, what did I name him as? Uh, oh, motorcycle lad, the kid. Uh, Logan. There was a subplot. Yeah, Logan, where Logan falls in love with the motorcycle after it gains sent- sentience like the other vehicles. What? what? And they cut that subplot after God, negative that feedback. Been- awesome i know that i read that awesome that would have made the movie truly <laughs> memorable do you think he does he pipe this motorcycle i don't think he pipes the motorcycle the <laughs> he could there's a slot for it oh my god <laughs> i like the idea that they're setting Fill up, her up. Like, <laughs> they're setting up a vague romance with a girl and then partway through the movie he just gets distracted by wanting to fuck a motorcycle yeah, dude oh we need to do one of those memes where like it's the guy walking with the girl and gawking over his shoulder and it's just a motorcycle uh, i, I will that. i will make th- yeah we'll make that for the tweet uh gosh we need uh, we need a remake of stephen king's <laughs> trucks and it needs to be the way that it was intended that would have made it much closer to like feeling like maximum overdrive as if somebody wanted oh. to fuck a motorcycle. Well, I mean, Stephen King was not sober when he made that movie, but it sounds like whoever was making this movie was also like not, not exactly. Sober. Yeah, not exactly lucid. But they I were also cowards. <laughs> yeah, you honestly, you're the biggest fucking coward if you don't fuck motorcycles in your movies. Man. The world is ready for it. We need the remake. There's like there's episodes of that My Strange Addiction show. People fuck cars and that. We're we're ready. We need the commentary. Isn't the that what Contain is about? That's right. And that dude, <laughs> Stephen King's trucks could win the fucking the uh, Palm Door. We need to make it happen. Missed uh, fucking opportunities. Am I right? Um. So Stephen King's trucks is uh, not about fucking motorcycles at all. Sadly, uh, which is yeah. a great or, or trucks, which is also sad. Yeah, nobody fucks at all, really. In it, um, there's a little bit of goofing around in a bed, uh, but that's kind of it. Um, and that's I know that's what we all came for the movie for, so that was a huge disappointment. But um, Stephen King's fucks. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Honestly, podcast over, shows over. We kind of that's kind of all yeah. We, you, you just uh, why would you have to say that so early on, Mitch? Yeah, now, we you can't beat that. Show's yeah, over. I had to, I had Thanks, to kill our I know you had to really carve out some time. It's a holiday, you, you know, or it's going to be a holiday. It's it's like a party night, and uh, you know, he took some time away, and then Mitch just ended the podcast early. But uh, Stephen King's Trucks is uh, it's about a, a town called Lunar in Nevada, which is near Area Fifty One, and one day all of the trucks in that town become alive, uh, and they start killing people. And they start causing havoc and things explode. And there's some sort of disastrous chemical spill. And it is determined seemingly that uh, aliens are like hovering over the earth and are attacking humanity by making trucks come alive. Mm -hmm. Trucks of all shapes and sizes. 
They actually storm Area 51 like it's 2019. They storm. They also stormed the U.S. Capitol like it's 2022. <laughs> a movie way ahead of its time. And and yeah, and they they also you know occupy the streets of Ottawa for three weeks, just like 2022. Incredible. Uh, it's a really prescient film, and mm-hmm. um, so it's sort of like what if Tremors was about a truck that was alive? Uh, because you have this group of people that are around this like cabin uh, nature weekend setup um in this area that's you know people get a little flack for believing in aliens and stuff and they need to try to come to grips with how do we stop these uh terrible terrible trucks uh that's the movie uh it is the same source material as the film maximum overdrive uh which stephen king uh famously directed while on the most cocaine anyone's ever taken and it is worth clarifying that it's primarily trucks but um in the story it's also like other machines uh and i do want to say i have not seen maximum overdrive so my viewing you you gotta watch it with your dad yeah that'd be sick uh so my my viewing of this is not being overshadowed by i've seen clips of maximum overdrive i know it's fucking bananas but i have not seen it i have not experienced it in full um no but you've seen you've seen cars yeah like the disney pixar film cars yeah yeah absolutely then you got you've got the same vibe as maximum overdrive yeah or at least the, the same idea car things are just coming to life uh from what i can tell trucks just seems like a prequel to cars <laughs> yeah <laughs> the next step is they just yeah they just come to life those headlights become real eyes Anyway, the I, the funniest detail about <laughs> Maximum Overdrive that I've just learned is that there's an ACDC album called Who Made Who. Uh, that album is also the soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive, so it was released as itself and also as the official soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive, and that's very funny. That is funny. Yeah, there's so much ACDC in Maximum Overdrive. Um Stephen King loves that stuff. Stephen King is is the is the king of of boomer rock. <laughs> Somebody's got to be. I'm the king of. He's also the king of trucks, as we've seen here. Um, and the king of cocaine. <laughs> for a while there. I don't think he is anymore. No, he's not. Which mm-hmm. is good, thankfully. Um. So that's the deal with trucks. Uh, had anybody known anything about trucks aside from me talking about trucks on this show? I've heard p- people reference it before. Some other podcasts I listen to, they kind of meme about it. Like um, the, the TV movie trucks or the story trucks or Maximum Overdrive? Uh, all, all, all of the all? Yeah, all I didn't maybe, know that maybe the not one that this we're movie because yeah, this one like is decidedly yeah, more obscure. But definitely the story in Maximum Overdrive, yeah. Yeah, this is for the USA Network, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I knew about it. Um, I'm a pretty big Stephen King guy. I, I listen to podcasts and, and read blogs and stuff. Um, so I knew about this movie. I have seen Maximum Overdrive. It is just as bananas as you've heard about. Um, it's, it's a good movie to watch with the boys if you're ever looking for one of those movies. Um, I haven't read the short story Um but I did know that this movie existed. I knew that it was another take on, on the, the Maximum Overdrive story. Um, 
and uh, I knew that it was late nineties, knew that it was made for TV. And, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was, I was mostly curious to watch it. I'd probably be all the way curious if I have, if I had ventured to uh, read the short story, um, but I've never done that. It's in it's in one of the books that I don't have. And after watching Maximum Overdrive years ago, when I did, I, I didn't feel like I needed to run out and and read the story about the cars and trucks that come to life. But maybe I should have because honestly, a lot of Stephen King stories sound really silly. Um, but then you read them, and and he sells it well on the page. He doesn't he doesn't sell it all that well in Maximum Overdrive. Um, it is it's not a good movie um and it's also not a good story like he he i don't know if he does the story justice or not but the way the story is told in maximum overdrive is is pretty pedestrian and the story being told is also very pedestrian like it starts and wraps up so quickly it's it's ridiculous the script writing it feels like someone who has has never written a story before and it just goes is pedestrian yeah, it, it it just goes to show that script writing is is very different than um, novel writing, and and that's been that's been shown a lot because the scripts that Stephen King has written, he's he's done some others are typically not all that great, but uh, he's my favorite author, so um, there's a fine balance there. But uh, yeah, I, I was excited to see Trucks. Um, so good pick, Corey. I was also excited to see Trucks. Um, also. Uh, Liam, I've got a fun fact for you. Tell it before we get into anything else. Do you know where this movie was shot? I don't, but I recognized uh, the Logan actor as a uh, Canadian actor who I like. Um, so I would guess it was somewhere in Canada. What if I told you it was shot in Winnipeg? Wow! <laughs> and also, really? and also a town called Gunton, which I guess is near Winnipeg. <laughs> Okay. Big vibes. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, it it does feel like rural Manitoba. Now that you mention it, I wouldn't have picked I it out. Could not agree more. It just. It, I was going to say, yeah, for Chaz's feelings. benefit, that is a city that is near where Liam grew up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It has it has young Liam vibes. <laughs> oh, young Liam really wanted to fuck a motorcycle. So. <laughs> that's a big thing in that in that part of Canada. Yeah, they <laughs> no, got that's the. Cool. They got the truck fuckers out there. It's like a gang of roving wild men who, you know. What what do they do? They uh what do those men do? No, go ahead, say it. Say the words. <laughs> they uh they they truck fuck. Damn. It's a term they made up. It's a classic gunion move right there. Yeah, classic <laughs> classic fucking gunton Manitoba. Bullshit. Oh, Gunton. I thought you said I thought you said uh Glunion. <laughs> I did. I I meant Glunion. <laughs> Classic Glunion Manitoba move. <laughs> um were other people stoked for trucks? Familiar with trucks? Give a shit about trucks? Anybody? Bueller? Trucks? Uh, I was I had, stoked for it for sure. I had never heard of it at all. Uh but that, I mean, you, if that usually means that uh, that I'm gonna have a, a good time with it, so I was stoked as soon as I heard about it. Someone hasn't listened to every single episode of this show. I well, see, that was where I heard of it. Interesting. That's okay. Maybe you have. I take it back. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. It's okay. I um. All right, number two podcast next year. What's number one? 
um, <laughs> trucks. <laughs> the truck cast. I fucking I'm, listen to a truck cast, actually. <laughs> one minute trucks. <laughs> Watch one minute of trucks every every week till the movie's over. God. Uh, okay. Uh, Mitch, trucks? 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 Great. Trucks. Uh, I'm going to do the cast and crew now. Um, Because uh, we do need to get Mitch's take and the, the clock be tick-tocking. Right. Um, trick trucking. Trick trick trucking along. Let's get trucking, boys. Chaz is a niche internet micro celebrity on the app. On the app. <laughs> trick truck. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Truck truck. <laughs> truck talk. Um. Hey, who who was in this movie and who also made it? Thank you. I that's now that's what I call a uh, segue. And there's no. Well, you take it from him, movie. but not from me. Well, I mean, you didn't give me a segue. You, you can try to give me a better what? one. Was- no, hold on, guys. This movie's not about segues. It's about trucks. Yeah. You're thinking yeah. of the hit movie Stephen King segues. Segues. <laughs> a truck story. Yeah, a truck mystery. <laughs> a maximum overdrive mystery. Uh, this movie's directed by Chris Thompson, who directed a movie called The Flood, Who Will Save Our Children? Which is that's a, that's a movie about Mitch's life. Yeah, so true. <laughs> Mitch's basement flooded today for everyone. It it really it did. did. Yeah, my basement did flood, and, and, and all the children because of the snow that's melting. But also, I, my house was built in 1916. So. Good year. Did you save the children? Uh, no. If you don't, who will? <laughs> it's too late now. They're trucks, Pia. <laughs> uh, he also uh, worked on Raw FM, which is my favorite album by the weekend, and also something called She Was Marked for Murder which are just some cool names. Uh, this movie is written by friend of the show, Brian Taggart. You'll know him from Poltergeist 3, a movie that we like. Yes. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. And, I and don't... Movie, uh... Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. that I remember liking and am correct because sometimes I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, you were correct. We were really high on that movie. I don't I don't remember uh, um, the writing really standing out. I mean, I guess the writing had to do some of the work, but but the directing in that movie is what really pushes it over the edge. It's it's a feast for the eyes. That movie. Yeah, that movie is cool. It's worth checking out if you haven't. Uh, this movie is edited by Lara Mazur, who edited uh, "Bring It On," "Cheer or Die," which is a movie we absolutely need to watch in this podcast. Yeah, a recent movie too. So she's still yeah. going, hey? Yeah, uh, oh. Van Helsing. The unauthorized Melrose Place story, which is not the first time we've heard about movies that are just unauthorized adaptations of other things, or like the behind the scenes of other things. Also, Air Bud 3, World Pup, and something called Lost in the Barrens 2, The Curse of the Viking Grave, which will come up again later. We've got Robert Draper on cinematography. He shot Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers. And also a couple of movies all in a row that were Another Midnight Run, Midnight Run Around, Midnight Run for Your Life. <laughs> Dude, that's what I mean. The the, the percentage of uh, movies we've done on this podcast that we can do on the podcast just gets smaller and smaller every day. 
Yeah, it's just an endless pile. Uh, music is by Michael Richard Plowman. No, <laughs> AKA Mike Dick Plowman. And uh, what the Plowman? <laughs> Mike That's, Dick Plowman. Oh, oh, that, is a, that is a made-up name. <laughs> Wow, well, someone had to make it up at some point, and they yeah, did a great job. Yeah. That yeah. is a plow disguised as a man. Yeah, that was the... <laughs> he is a truck. <laughs> disguised as a plow disguised as a man. Uh, yeah, so Mike Dick Plowman uh, has 326 credits, so I didn't go through them all. How could you not hire that man? He doesn't. But, uh, he never has to do an interview. He's one every of truck the... in the background of every movie. <laughs> One of the notable credits near the top of his IMDb was the recent Sonic Boom cartoon. So that's neat. Um, and then uh, we've got Timothy Busfield playing Ray. Uh, Chaz, that's the dad. That's <laughs> I'll tell dad? you everybody who's who here. Was that is that Stern Dad or Sad Dad? Main Dad. Ah, Stern Dad. Yeah. No, Sad Dad. Oh, sad dad. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the dad Gun who dad. runs the show. Yeah, who Red plays hot yeah. dad? Anti um anti government dad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you say you say hot dad. Yeah. Is there a hot dad? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't. Uh, mustache. Yeah, mustache. <laughs> anyway, he plays Ray. <laughs> he was on The West Wing. He's in Revenge of the Nerds one and two field of dreams and also he plays himself in the naked brothers band of the movie nice which is weird <laughs> i'd have no idea what his connection to that is the naked brothers band yeah the you movie. know what that is is that a sequel to band of brothers no you come on you know what the naked brothers don't do this to me the naked brothers <laughs> band. band of brothers is a naked brother band uh mystery, mystery. Uh, um the naked brothers band though mitch yeah yeah, yeah. nickelodeon you tv show do you I know think? what this is Yes. Are you sure? I don't believe you. You said that weird. I think I know what they are. What is it? It's a thing where they, they have a band. And <laughs> you it was don't like know a, what this is. No, improv, like real a, quick. You got it. What is a Naked Brothers band? It's like a comedy sort of thing that was a joke back in the day, like probably like like <laughs> 10 years ago. He's he's not wrong, not he's, entirely. He's not he's not right, but he's not like... <laughs> <laughs> you could have been more wrong, honestly. No, I'm right. I know what I'm talking about. So the Naked Brothers Band, just to be clear, was um, from the like 2007, 2008, 2009 kind of thing. And it was a TV show on Nickelodeon where they followed the Naked Brothers Band, which is uh, the guy from Death Note and the guy from Hereditary. <laughs> I think that's different guys, right? That's both of them. Yeah, that's both of them. Okay, I think you're great. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's Nat Wolf and Alex Wolf, and they're in a band that's like a quasi reality show kind of thing. It's your standard like Nickelodeon live action family sitcom. Yeah, but they're called the Naked Brothers Band for some reason. Um, so there you I go. Just, I just don't like describing them as the guy from Hereditary and the guy from Death Note. <laughs> but am I wrong? No, you're you're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, there's me. there's there's better ways to describe them. <laughs> I just didn't choose to do that. I did a much better job. Yeah, honestly, Mitch's Mitch's feels better. Okay, thank you. Oh, I'm well, so sorry. Did, I think I hurt his feelings. Oh, God. No, no, I'll fine. go. 
no, 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 no. Now there's another sad no, no, dad. No, 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 no. Don't, no. don't go kiss a truck. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, all right, right guys. Uh, Corey's I'm left, and I've taken over the podcast. Um, hi, and welcome back to They Made Another One. This is the podcast where we review movies that you don't want to see, and then we tell you <laughs> don't go see them. Uh. <laughs> Anyway, this is my host. I'm Chaz, and these are my co-hosts. This is uh, this is Lich. Dude, when you put it like that, what the hell are we doing with our time? That's exactly <laughs> what we do. Fuck, I'm wasting my life. I actually pick movies that I want to see. And our other host, uh, Maury. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> and in memory of our uh, our once forgotten host, uh, Corey. Um, we will have a 10 minute moment of silence. If I edit that in for real, are people going to get mad? <laughs> no, I'll do it. I think it'll get funnier every minute. <laughs> they make the skip 30 seconds button for a reason. True. I might do that. We'll see. Uh, Chaz, I forgive you. Okay. Thank goodness. Um, I, didn't, I, I don't know if I could run this show. Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough gig. Hard sure. work. You got to think of a lot of segues. You got to reject a lot of segues. Yeah. Reject my segues. <laughs> You gotta bully Mitch a lot, even though he's your good friend of many years. Yeah, just fucking be mean to me about my mic levels before we start. Well, your the mic pod. levels are—you you gotta fix those. Yeah, but like I was. Yeah, I didn't be mean about it. I wasn't being. Mean. I was fixing it. Hey, okay. Corey, are there any other actors in this movie? <laughs> no, they're all trucks. It's a—it's sort of like you know what everybody says. What if we replace this cast of the movie with the Muppets? What happened here is you have Timothy Busfield and then nothing but trucks, as far as the eye can see. Um, which I thought was a really fascinating choice by the filmmakers. Um, Brenda Back, who is a truck, uh, plays Hope Gladstone, who is a woman. <laughs> is it, wait? Is that tour guide or is that uh, edgy tour chain? guide? Tour guide. Okay, sick. Uh, she was in Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Great film. Uh, which we could do on the show. Hot Shots Part 2, which we could do on the show. Under Siege 2, Dark Territory. Which we oh, man. Yeah, we've got to do that. And Under Hard Siege Bodies 2. <laughs> okay. I'm in. Uh, sequels. Brendan Fletcher plays uh, Motorcycle Fuck Supreme. That's my guy. That's my guy. What do you know him from? The the initial thing I know him from is a Canadian film called Little Criminals that used to air on TV a lot in the in the early 2000s. It's from like 1995, I think, and it is this amazing uh honestly dude, Mean Creek-esque drama film. Mm. It's it's made for TV, but it packs such a punch. I would love if they released it on DVD or something. Uh, it's an incredible movie. So I know him from that. And he's also in Freddy vs. Jason as a teenager. He's in an episode of Supernatural. He does good in that. And then uh, he's still going. He was in a horror movie called 12-Hour um, uh, Shift, I think is what it's called. Open, um, uh, open 24 Hours? Like my open day 24 Hours, yeah. Open 24 Hours. And he's, he's really good in that, too. That's a, a modern slasher movie uh, that takes place in a convenience store overnight. So I like him. He's just one of those actors who I like. Also, he is in Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed. He is. That's right. And another Canadian film. Oh, I got more. Uh, Freddy versus Jason. Uh huh. The Revenant. He's oh, in Violent know. Night, that new David Harbour Santa oh. action movie. Hey. 
He's playing Krampus in that. Wow, I got it. Really? Honestly, that makes me want to see it. Have you seen that, Chaz? Oh, yeah, the uh, the the oh, I forget the actors, but the most recent Krampus movie, the one that came to theaters. Oh, or, that one's that one's great too. But Violet Knight Violet has Knight a Krampus. Oh, night, yeah. God, I, I meant to see that. I'm I might just go see that. I didn't know there was a Krampus in it. That's so good. Yeah, yeah also, I didn't either. Uh he's in a movie called The Blood Reich, Blood Rain 3. This guy's killing it. He's also he starred in a lot of uh Uwe Boll films. He was in like a, a franchise for that dude, like an action franchise, which is uh, Blood Rain, cool isn't for it? Him. it might be, it might be. Yeah. And then we got a uh, Roman Padhora, who plays other dad. AKA Thad Timmy. Oh, Stern Dad. Stern Dad. Uh, he was in Final Destination 5. Uh, it's That's a great one. Something called It's a Boy Girl Thing, which I did not investigate further for fear of death. Um, <laughs> death is a boy girl thing. They don't it's say that. So true. <laughs> he was in the 2005 remake of Assault on Precinct 13. Huh. And also Jason X and the Bill and Ted TV show. Jeez. There's a Bill and Ted TV show. There's a TV show for everything, is what you learn when going through IMDb credits, is everything That's got fair. a spin-off TV show. Um Jay Brazo plays Jack, who is hippie alien friend. Oh, I think that's mustache. Uh shout yeah. out to Ryan. Uh he has a My Little Pony Friendship is Magic credit, so that's for Ryan. Uh he's in Santa Paws 2, the Santa Pups. Uh, the film adaptation of the video game Far Cry, The Sandlot Kids 3, MVP Most Valuable Primate, and Turbulence 2, Fear of Flying. I forgot there was a Far Cry movie. Yeah, everybody did. I'm tr- I tried to pick credits now that are only things that we can do on the show. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna pick that soon, honestly. I've been playing Far Cry 6. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to pick that. Uh, Amy Stewart plays Abby Timmy. <laughs> um, That's edgy teen. Uh, she is in a movie called Breach of Faith, A Family of Cops 2. <laughs> wow. Oh, boy. There's just endless movies. It's fucking insane. That's kind of like a Knives Out mystery where this, they didn't have faith in the main <laughs> title. So they were like, we have to subtitle this to get people in. They didn't have a Breach of Faith in the main title. So they had to get. Yeah. Um, Victor Cowie plays George, a.k.a. Diner Man. Um. He was on Murdoch Mysteries. Oh fuck yeah! Oh. And fuck, I love Murdoch Mysteries. <laughs> and also Lost in the Barrens too, The Curse of the Viking Grave. Murdoch Mysteries. Aiden Divine uh, is Bob the trucker. He was in Wolf Cop. Dude, a lot of Canadian heaters. I like when we yeah. get into the Canadian and also role. Outlander, which I think is Canadian heaters. Yeah, cool. Um, Sharon Byer plays June Yeager. Uh, both of those sound like made up names. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she is an orphan first kill. Wow. Uh, Which was also shot in Winnipeg, dude. I bet she's yeah. just a, a Winnipeg lurker. And also, the next three actors, including Sharon, were all in a movie called Cowboys and Indians, the J.J. Harper story. So Sharon Byer was in that. Jonathan Barrett, who plays Brad Yeager, was in that. And Rick Skeen, who plays Trucker Pete, was also in that. Dude, they ride or die for each other. They don't take a movie without the other two. Yeah. He also has 208 stunt credits. Impressive. That's cool. Uh, Don Granberry plays the sheriff. 
He's got a lot of second unit director credits. And then we've got to round it out here. Kirk Harper, Harry Nelkin, Barbara Lee Edwards, and Gene Piers. Um, they didn't have much other than trucks kicking around. There was a little other overlap in some of the other members of the cast and crew, but I figured, you know, we're on a time crunch. So, you know, what I am going to do is I'm going to ask Mitch right now for his all encompassing thoughts on trucks. And And then let him leave before he can defend it. He may have to go before he can defend himself. Yeah, We'll see how long I can stay, but I I might just like go, go quiet. And then that's the last you'll ever hear from me. And you'll, my fate will be ambiguous. Did I get hit up by a truck on my way to a new year's Eve party? Party? Maybe. Maybe. Taken by a helicopter. Did I get get fucked by a truck to death? Only one way to find out. Could have happened. Go to my funeral. So on the truck when I'm there, you know, Trucks. trucks, 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 trucks. trucks. So wait, um, one more thing. Trucks, trucks. Yeah, absolutely. Trucks, trucks. So cars, trucks. Yeah, trucks. I think it's the first thing that kind of grabbed me is is the way that the looks and it. It's a very nostalgic way, like right down to almost like the grain of the image. It just feels like made for TV Stephen King and it looks like it because it is that. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big fan of those kinds of movies. Like I love Thinner. Uh, that's one of my favorite like kind of made for TV Stephen King adaptations about a guy who <laughs> like uh, like just like keeps getting like thinner and th- or it's, it's about like like this guy who who goes through like wild uh weight loss gains throughout a movie like based on like a curse that he gets he gets heavier and then he gets like very thin as well it's a it's an interesting movie yeah um, i like that one too it's yeah. good yeah it's a classic sort of made for tv stephen king adaptation that i feel like haunted so many channels in like the mid 2000s and yeah, wonderful movie it famously um, also haunted the most famous channel of all the channel <laughs> Yeah, but so I was I was immediately <laughs> at home with how this film looked. I'm a big Stephen King fan, um, but this film doesn't feel all that um, disciplined to me, and a lot of it just feels um, kind of like one note. It's just like trucks are driving around and they're mucking shit up, and I feel like the budget isn't quite there for it necessarily to be like this big expansive thing. It's just like one truck like doing donuts around the parking lot, and like. And then a couple trucks, maybe. I'll have you know, it's eight trucks. Yeah, it's, it's eight. It's yeah. There's, there's 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 a few trucks, but um, so a lot of it feels kind of samey in one note, but a lot of it's also like really fun, and so it's it's an infinitely watchable movie. I don't think you're gonna have like the the, the best time with it, but I definitely see why this film has a cult following because it is just so. Hold on, out there. What does it? Well, why the why trucks? Why trucks has a cult appeal? The the story trucks, I would say. Oh, okay, because I don't think this movie does. I don't think this particular film does, but I think the the story is lives on for a lot of people. Um, <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. Trucks, it's a tale as old as the hills. But um, the hills have trucks. I I wanted to like this movie more than I do because on a psychological level, I really fucking hate trucks. Like I feel like if I'm driving on the highway. And there's just what I had to call like just typical like black pickup truck behavior where like they'll be like pretty much like in your ass at that point. Like, they're tailgating you so bad. No, that's the motorcycle. 
Yeah, well, if only. <laughs> not yet. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys aren't ready this. for that yet, but your kids are gonna love it. Well, I'm just gonna like be kind of hopeful on New Year's Eve that maybe tonight he makes his move. But you know, anyway, at midnight. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I wanted to like this movie more. Um, but I think if you're looking for just like a truck fuck up sort of made for TV kind of movie. <laughs> Go and watch uh, Duel, like Steven Spielberg's first movie uh, from the 70s. I feel like that's like a way better film. Um, and it kind of scratches that itch. But it's not as weird as this one. Like there's not a Tonka truck like crushing the head or, or a cherry picker truck like killing the guy up in the in the crane. I mean, there's, there's just like a bunch of sort of set pieces in this film that I really enjoy. But I think centrally of these people trapped in this gas station and only at the end does the truck think to fucking drive through the wall. I mean, I don't know. I, I it's not that great, and I think the ending is 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 fine. It's a very Stephen King ending, but um, all in all, I feel like it, it's it's positive mixed from me. Um, and I think uh, if you just kind of like go in with with the right expectations that. It's going to like hang out, watch some trucks, like <laughs> kill people and go rogue. You're going to have a good time with it, but I wouldn't expect much more than that. Yeah, it's not it's not Shakespeare with trucks. It's just trucks. Trucks. Oh, I've watched Shakespeare trucks, too. Yeah. To be or not to be. <laughs> That's a question. Whether well, it is no more in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous donuts. Sick. I was looking for the right line. That was. That's it, though. My kingdom for an oil change. <laughs> there is something rotten in this state of Quaker. Like, like Quaker State, the oil company that they you can put it in a truck if you want. That was a bit too deep of a cut. Hey, I think you're doing a great job, and if one day you'll get there. Yeah, it's a we're all a work in progress. We're all trucking, man. Trucks. We do be trucks. trucking. Mitch, is there any individual scene you'd like to highlight? Uh the scene where the Tonka the old... truck kills the mailman. I feel like yeah. that's the best in the whole film. Kind fucking of the best. unbelievably good. <laughs> I was laughing so fucking hard. Like the part there's a sequence in part of that sequence where the guy is lying down on the ground and the truck keeps the toy truck <laughs> keeps reversing and hitting him. It's like, just get up, dumbass. Like, how did the truck yeah. the toy plastic truck drive into his leg so hard that he fell down in the first place and then why did he not get up those tonka trucks especially like the ones that are made out of fucking metal and cast iron like i, I remember what one but kid that threw. was not one of those yeah oh, but no. one kid threw one at another kid's head in the sandbox when i was a kid and it fucked him up damn dude maybe he was inspired by Stephen king's yeah. trucks i didn't know <laughs> they had cast iron tonka that I seems like a liability i don't know if I it's think, cast iron but one. it's it's fucking like did they make those a, in like the 40s <laughs> like it's, it was a big old metal truck i feel like it had to be from like like the 80s or or, or so back when the lawn darts were in yeah and oh, child safety it. was out yeah, yeah no it it's so good but like and some of the nonsense in it but you forgive that you forgive that uh logic lapse for the for the goal of high quality filmmaking mm-hmm. which is what that is like every time the truck hits him a big sh- shot of blood spurts out of his head <laughs> it's great and it just keeps driving into him and against the curb it, it's a an incredible set piece and it can um, honk and- like a full-sized <laughs> truck can honk 
<laughs> it kind of can, yeah. He's a big and, boy in a small package. I just wish they did so more true. with it. Like, I feel like after that, that truck like has its kill, we never hear from it again. And I would love for him to show up too and also be running amok. Yeah, the, the toy truck Running should have truck. been the main villain. It was yeah. way more successful than the others. Yeah. Actually, I should correct that. Not running a muck, but driving a truck. Running a nice. truck. Trucks a muck? Muck truck. Trucks a muck, a truck's mystery. <laughs> um, is there anything else you'd like to say about trucks, Mitch? Before you have No, to no, you guys can keep point. going and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll duck Vanish out when necessary. Bit. But I'll, I'll stay. Yeah, I'll stay as long as I can. Okay. Uh, who wants to go next on the truck experience? The you take it away, tra- Chaz. I'm interested. <laughs> truck, <laughs> truck, truck, truck. <laughs> <laughs> that one's gonna lose all meaning by the time this episode's over. It's, it's already on its way gone, man. <laughs> I've uh, never even seen a truck before. So, uh, I certainly experienced this movie. Um, <laughs> That sounds like you fucked a motorcycle. I yeah. fucked a motorcycle uh, <laughs> in 4D. No, I read uh, I read that piece of trivia about 15 minutes into the movie, and I had wished, and that like made the movie worse for me. That it wasn't. I knew it wasn't going to happen. Uh, you, you could have held out hope otherwise that somebody was going to fuck something, right? Um, so no, yeah, I uh, a little. I I, I kind of want to copy and paste a bit what Mitch said, but not as much enjoyment. Um, I kind of think I agree with him a lot about like the gas station true that crew uh, that was like the central focus of the movie was arguably the least interesting moments of the movie. Uh, and the most interesting were like these strange vignettes of what's happening outside of their area. That's kind of affecting him. The, uh, the truck kill, uh, the biohazard suit kill. Mm-hmm. Um, Why is there not more shit like that? Oh God. The biohazard suit kill was fantastic. I loved that whole sh- yeah. that whole scene too. Uh, and it was, uh, that and like this poison gas that was released that just seemed to be happening in the distance. Uh, all these little things that you, you think would like come together, but straight up, uh, didn't. And then we're, we're stuck focusing on these, uh, these characters that I found so little interest in. I, I nicknamed them on their archetypes. Uh, and you're right, just like a, a few trucks doing donuts that seem to have enough sentience to be like, hey, man, if we stick around, he's going to fill us up for gas, then we'll kill him. Um, but we don't have to kill him. We'll call in our friend. Yeah, we'll call in our friend, our, our good buddy, who is also us. Uh, I don't mind the fact that there's no like true and honest explanation in this movie like uh, of what's really happening or whatever's happening, because that's, you know, that's often king. Uh, I just recently watched The Mist for the first time, and that was a huge chunk of it. I don't know what the fuck caused The Mist or what it really was. I will say this. It was not the worst Stephen King adaptation I've seen. What, what's um, that? Which one takes that on? Oh, it's, I think it's Tommyknockers. Okay, I, I don't even know that one. It's god-awful. Uh, Tr- trucky Knockers. Trucky Knockers. T- trucky Truckers. Uh, Tommyknockers, give it a look-see. It's, I think it's three hours long. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, a right. Look see a three hour look see. <laughs> Go to three hour look see. We all have time. That's a two that twenty twenty three goal. Um, it's either that or the, the Langoliers was also bad, but at least that one's more memorable. Uh, this movie's gonna have. There's gonna be two scenes that'll stick with me from this movie, and it's gonna be the Tonka truck kill, 
and the um, the biohazard suit coming to life and just axing people brutally. Beyond that, yeah, this movie's not going to stick with me very well, uh, very much, or very well. But I'm not upset that I watched it. Is like the overarching uh, theme I have. That's understandable. Uh, mm-hmm. Liam, are you in a similar track, or do you feel a little differently? Or yeah, how are your wheels landing? <laughs> I'm in a, eighteen. I'm in a similar truck. It's it's slightly a, a bit of a different model. Um, mm-hmm. I'll copy and paste what a lot of Chaz said with a bit more uh, <laughs> enjoyment. You know, a bit less distaste. But honestly, you know, I'm I'm pretty much in the same in the same boat. I think the Tonka truck kill. And the uh, the biohazard kill are the high points of the movie for sure. I would I would honestly even throw in the the ending scene where it turns out that the, the helicopter is flying itself. It's it's not it, it's definitely the third best. It's not as remarkable. You know, I could see it coming, whereas I couldn't see the other two things coming. But um, I'm I'm kind of just a sucker for that like Twilight Zone Tales from the Crypt twist ending. Um, and I think it's hilarious that just the, the helicopter is flying itself and, and Stern Dad is like, oh, and then and then the helicopter talks like, come on. So I think that's cool. Um, and then the rest of the movie, it is it is often quite dull. Um, but somehow I, I was engaged like Mitch. I like the uh, the graininess. I like the late 90s-ness of it. Um, the made for TV thing. Very watchable. I, it is very watchable. I actually think the cast is is pretty heckin' good. Um, I, 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 I mean, I really like Brendan Fletcher, of course. I thought that uh, Stern Dad was was actually quite a good actor. Hold on, I, which I really one is him. that? He's oh, a, Stern Dad is Thad. Thad. Thad too. Yeah. Um, I, I thought he was a really good actor, actually. Um, I like the, the vignettiness of it, like, like Chaz. That feels kind of novelistic to me, um, or short story-istic to me. Um, and I like the, the Stephen King qualities of this, of this story, and I think that this movie captures that. Um, it doesn't exceed it, you know. A great Stephen King adaptation will have those qualities, and then will also, um... Uh, have something grander to say or or deliver these things in a, in a really remarkable way and this movie doesn't really do that but I still think it's it's a really comfy watch because it has the Stephen Kingness of um, these blue collar people who get stuck in a uh, slightly supernatural deadly situation uh, they've got to figure it out together um, a lot of his movies you know have that that basis we've got stuff like um, Dreamcatcher or um, The Mist certainly I was reminded of The Mist I would say The Mist is, is a movie like this that has that quality and then and goes above the and beyond is kind of like that too I think is it yeah, yeah it's it's people who, who are stuck yeah there's yeah. also always like a relatable quality with Stephen King's thrillers. There's really good ones, anyways. Like everybody mm-hmm. knows a nice Saint Bernard, or that's <laughs> then what happens to Cujo, right? Or 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 um, he 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 like the central thrust is often relatable too. But sorry, keep going. I don't mean to no. That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. And you've got characters that you can often relate to. That's the heart of a Stephen King story. These these characters with heart who are then put in this uh, sticky situation under the dome is another one. Um, and I, and I like that quality about this movie, even though I don't think it, it goes above and beyond. I, I don't think this movie was m- made with longevity in mind. I think it really does feel like a TV movie. Like, I looked up um, 
the Maximum Overdrive DVD release date because this came out in '97. So I was thinking it was Maximum Overdrive on on DVD, um, or maybe I should even look up if it was on a VHS tape because this feels like it, it came out because uh, you know it, Maximum Overdrive wasn't all that easily accessible, and uh, it's a story that uh, that can kind of easily be told you got to get some some effects of trucks moving but you can do it practically a couple explosions and yeah so maximum overdrive came out on vhs here september 10th 1997 so that would have been uh, like a month before this movie came out so oh my god so this sort of this feels like it was it was just an update because it would give people something to watch you know a family something to watch to gather around on tv when everything wasn't on demand um and i think it does that pretty well i think this would be this is a a a fine way to spend an hour and a half on your evening um especially back then you know nowadays when everything's at our fingertips i would certainly suggest uh if you're actually looking for vehicular thrills um uh, you know, I would I would suggest a number of other movies, uh, The Hitcher, Duel, uh, even Maximum Overdrive, because I think Maximum Overdrive has more of those Tonka truck killing, biohazard killing, analogous moments of stuff that is just so out there. There's an ATM in that movie, right? I think that gets up to some shit. There's certainly a vending machine. Vending um, machine. A vending machine that just shoots out drinks, just pelts kids with drinks. Um, <laughs> and there's also like a steamroller that crushes a kid's head. You see a child get murdered in plain sight. It's dude, that's it's, awesome. It's awesome. Uh, so <laughs> now, yeah, nowadays, rad, nowadays, is podcast so pro child killing. <laughs> <laughs> when a movie kills a child, the dude. kid deserved it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> this kid didn't actually. Man, he was just on a baseball team. He was just. He was just. He should have caught it then. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Dive out of the way. Uh, so yeah, I think you know if you're if you're a a fan of made for TV stuff, if you're a Stephen King completionist, um, if you're interested in in the late nineties sort of aesthetic I, I think there are certainly worse things to watch than this um there's a lot better to watch than this too but but as a fan of those things i i really did have a good time with it and uh the fact that it has those those few really big standout scenes is enough for me to uh at least be able to say if ever this movie or or stephen king type movies come up in conversation you know i'd say man you got to check out at least this scene from trucks because the tonka truck scene is just is just awesome i mean when it starts i'm laughing because the tonka truck the way it's like uh it's like kind of cute <laughs> cross cut it's cute and and i think the the camera angle like doesn't exactly line up because you get the truck's pov smashing into the dude and then you get the dude's pov of the truck driving at him and it doesn't really feel like there's an impact there like you don't see the truck hitting him and so i thought that it was it was kind of funny and goofy that this truck was, was was battering him and it didn't actually look like it would hurt all that much and then the scene keeps going and we just get a wide shot of the truck actually hitting his head and blood spurting out of his temples and at that point i was i was like wow this uh this exceeded my expectations this this did go above and beyond in that moment so i did like this movie um it's not kind of a cinematic oddity and i wouldn't rush back to it but i'm also glad i saw it yeah i well, that's uh, everyone yeah <laughs> I, uh, I'm gonna wrap. The, I'm gonna wrap the episode up. I guess because nobody needs to hear what I have to say. And, oh, Corey. Yeah. Huh. 
Uh, hey, what did you think of the movie, buddy? Did you uh, did you like trucks? I like Room? when I like when trucks go fast. You like when <laughs> trucks go fast? Yeah. Yeah. You want to tell me? Hey, tell me about how this movie's like Tokyo Drift. Uh, they drive in a circle once. There are cars. That's right. They you go fast. It. Yeah, they go fast. Uh, I'm sorry. I do feel like a dick right now. Please. <laughs> no, you're okay. <laughs> I was trying to like. Getting the character as a disappointed so how, child. How do you fucking like it? I, 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 I honestly, I really love when Chaz is here. Chaz, you do a great job at at playing mediator, getting Corey back on track when he's, uh, frankly, being a dumbass, and uh, <laughs> and you you can get him back on. Uh, and um, you're also good at standing up for poor Mitch. So this is this is a nice change of pace. This is good, yeah. Wow. yeah. Bring me, bring me on, uh, bring me back once a month, and I'll, uh, I'll hop onto that. And are we getting counseling? Is that what this is? This is, hey gang, I'm glad we could all finally get together and have this chat together. Um, I want now, a Corey, divorce. <laughs> Whoa, wow, uh, Mitch is leaving us in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> we should have never let him buy that Harley. Corey, what do, you, what do you think of this movie? Yeah, um, I uh, in. I, I kind of feel like they had us in the first half, not going to lie. Um, but I wouldn't say first half. I'd say like the first 15 minutes, I was like, is this movie going to be fucking incredible? <laughs> I was like, I was prepared to be the world's most dedicated trucks defender that's ever existed. Why? When when Mater just took out the fucking rust yard? I guess here's the thing. It's a good question as to why. I don't know. Something was just clicking. I was like, all the details felt like they were coming together, and I was enjoying like the ignition. Yeah, I was enjoying getting these people all situated, seeing how they were going about showing what the trucks were doing, like little movements and mirrors and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, this is kind of neat. They're being a little coy with it. This is interesting. I enjoyed like setting up the town and that the van literally says Lunar Express on it. Um, just setting up this group that we're going to be dealing with. Um, and yeah, like Tremors with Trucks was a fun thing to be like learning. That's what we're getting into. That all the backpackers like driving there in the van and she's like making fun of his fashion sense and stuff. Uh, there's always a lot of psychic energies in places of great emptiness. She's trying to hide a pack of cigarettes in her socks. Lots of interesting things happening. Um, and then I did have to pause the movie. And then I didn't get back to it for two days. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, Corey, you were in the best mood possible this day, and you just let it go. I was in tr- I was in absolute trucks central, Ugh. mentally speaking. You were truck-pilled, man. I was deeply truck-pilled. And then by the time I got back to it, I wasn't quite riding the same high that I was. <sighs> That's disappointing. I know, because I could have really been ride or die for trucks. But and you I'm ran not, out of gas. I ran out of gas. <laughs> I'm, I'm not prepared to be fully ride or die for trucks. Um, I'm willing to say that this movie is got some good stuff in it, but its biggest problem is it's exceedingly boring in the middle. Like the setup I had fun with, but once trucks are like going around and doing stuff, like I want I want this to feel like Nitro Circus. Like I want a bunch of like really ridiculous things to be happening. And it's mostly just trucks either parked or driving in circles and people bickering. And that didn't quite 
translate to like a continued constant sort of enjoyment all the way throughout the screening. I do like some of the performances here. Um, and I do like what we're getting with how everybody interacts in this weird, like strange situation in the vague, like we're making fun of this guy because he believes in aliens, but maybe he's right. And we don't really know. And I just, there was a lot of interesting stuff going on, but there's not enough to the actual movie to, to keep it going. I think even if I had stayed in the mood, I might not have gone all the way into the old on uh, TDF truck defense force, but there might've been a little bit more there. It does really, you know, like somebody who doesn't know how to drive standard, it really bogs down when they're just sort of trying to figure out what they can maybe do. And like, if the trucks are talking to each other, not like, I feel like it's not leaning enough into how silly this ought to be. And I'm sure that's what maximum overdrive kind of does instead. Uh, maybe a little bit too straight laced. Uh, it doesn't feel like enough plot actually exists. It's like incident with trucks, uh, moment where two characters can have an emotional conversation incident with trucks moment where two characters can have an emotional conversation and it just sort of lost steam uh it's got its highlights as we've already talked about but i was bored through a lot of like this second wind of it but no on the first chunk of me watching it i was like hold on am i about to be that guy and uh, i can't fully be that guy but you know i've seen far worse absolutely well, Corey, I'm uh, I'm kind of I'm disappointed that you got humbled. I don't blame you because you know I'm, I'm I feel the same way you did. But it really is it really is spectacular to hear that for 15 minutes for 15, 15 beautiful minutes. minutes. And honestly, I I hung out with you, but between those pauses, you said you were a third of the way through trucks. You didn't let on that this movie was the greatest movie of all time. <laughs> Um, I did had, had it I, already started to fade in your brain. Like, were you like, "There's no way I'm going to go back to this, and it's going to be good," or were you actually sitting on, "Man, Liam doesn't know that this movie is fucking awesome." I think I didn't want to let it on because then it could be a reveal. But what I did do is DM our friend Neil, and I said, "I need to tell someone that the opening ten minutes of Stephen King's Trucks is good. I'm so amped." <laughs> Man. <laughs> That's upsetting. I yeah. Yeah. I uh the things that we lose, you know? <laughs> this really could have been a moment. This could have been like a a cultural reset, if you will, where oh. everybody kind of gets varying degrees of truck pilled. Um, but I just can't be that hero that we need and deserve. Um I think trucks is just okay and a little boring. <laughs> I can stand by that. Yep. And then that song from that Fast and Furious movie starts playing when they send off Paul Walker's character. What do you guys think of the death with the... Uh, like, there are some really cool kills in this movie. Like, I, I think the Absolutely. one with the hydro worker, or the, the, the guy on the, on the power line. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a great kill. Um, and very inventive. Like, I, I, I wanted more of that and less just, like, donuts. Oh, yeah. That, well, see, that was another one of the vignettes. It was, uh, yeah. it was this, one of those great, like, secondary things happening in the background. Yeah. Uh, as to why the electricity is still down. Great yeah. stuff. Yeah, I, I, I really liked that. I liked, uh, I liked the way that ties it in. Um, Vignetti for sure, but I, I like the way it relates back to our, right. to our and characters. And good effects. Good and good effects. effects. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, you can tell a lot of the budget went to effects. 
Also, that yeah. kid had to crawl around and like real ass chunky fucked up cut your arms and legs rocks under yep. a truck. It's a lot of commitment for trucks. Stephen King's trucks. Hey, what did I, you guys yeah. think about the uh, the sex scene where they just kept saying lunar? They did, yeah, they did do that, huh? I, I could have used I more of it, that. honestly. I I could have used some, yeah. Like I I would have liked if it if maybe if it hadn't been made for TV, if it had been a bit a bit dirtier. I think that would yeah. be uh, uh just just a bit more like just a bit more engine. memorable, honestly. Yeah, like I'm thinking like Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine, Corey. That's how I like my. <laughs> but he's just saying like, lunar. <laughs> your tits look like moon rocks, lunar, <laughs> yeah. lunar, lunar. Yeah. But I, I liked it. I liked that it kind of felt like a, a throwback to slashers from a decade before. Um, oh, absolutely. That was cool. Those two, those two were punished more than most of the other characters. That's and that right. It was a, yeah. And that it was adults and not like teenagers. teenagers. It's funny. Yeah, to be like, these that. people are deeply into their 30s. Lunar, I barely know her. Lunar, I just bought this off the lot. Because it's a truck. <laughs> Do you understand? <laughs> That that hey. one guy who does get killed by the by the truck that he's like fixing in the garage and he's getting hammered against the door. He should have known. Oh. He, he should have known. known. He should have known. Why do you think all the trucks are alive and trying to kill us? I know what I'll do. I'll fucking. I'll fucking. You got this. Uh, we'll fix there. the truck. <laughs> I'll truck it up with the boys. There it is. I'm trucking it up with the boys. I like that. Oh. <laughs> Look, man. Look, look, uh, they're not all going to be perfect, okay? It's okay. Hey, that's okay. This is, you know what? Hey, hey, workshop your type five. This is that's what the podcast is for. <laughs> this is 50. this is the Corey comedy hour. We know it. Everyone knows it. That's right. Though I want the listeners to keep in mind that Corey edits this podcast, so uh, any bad jokes that he says <laughs> that you hear, he decided to keep those in. Oh yeah, I don't clean up my like bad. <laughs> I don't take the bad jokes out. So he says. It's part so of the experience. Says. You guys lived it. I think everybody should hear it. I respect not, that, Corey. They're getting the yeah, whole picture. The bad ones got yeah. I mean, like it's part of it's part of the it's part of the truck viewing experience. Um, I did not take good notes on this movie. I didn't either. I wrote down a lot of lines that people were saying, uh, but at a certain point, it's because it's got a very like, tra- it's not like shot in a necessarily very exciting way. Like it's very traditionally like. Oh. God, except for the toy truck scene. For the toy truck scene, which is, you know, should get an Oscar probably. Um, uh, maybe, maybe it could give it like a Jeff. Actually, maybe it's not an Oscar, but like a Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. The Jeff Awards. Uh, let's see. I referred to the motorcycle in the beginning as Chekhov's motorcycle and said that it was <laughs> going to ride right into the climax. Yeah. When it first showed up, like of course it was, and it did. Yeah, yeah. Because what else would it do? I think that it would have been cool if the motorcycle came to life and uh, it could talk and uh-huh. the kids sort of had like a bumblebee type relationship with the motorcycle. That Yeah, it's screaming for a spinoff. Yeah, said in the 80s. <laughs> my, uh, my motorcycle and me. Yeah, it's like Mac and me, um, <laughs> except you drive a motorcycle off of a cliff instead of a kid in a wheelchair. How do it's you like guys feel about about trucks as like vehicles? You guys what does truck that mean? Guys? No, the um, intimidating, no. intimidating, Mitch. When you said earlier that like trucks kind of scare you, and you know, I'd never really mm-hmm. made that connection as to that's a good reason to put trucks into horror movies, but it totally is. I I think trucks are uh, 
very intimidating. I would never yeah. own a truck when I, when one is in my rear view, you know, especially if it's riding right up on you and like you can't even see the windshield, just a big grill behind you. I think that's scary, and so maybe that is why I like movies like The Hitcher and, and Joyride. That stuff is scary. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Some trucks are simply way too large. Like like as personal vehicles, it's just ridiculous. Like I spent several summers where I drove like a giant like Ford F three fifty Super Duty pickup trucks around, but like we actually needed that to like carry a lot of shit around. Most you know what I mean? Like, like it had like a practical yeah. utility every time we used it. There is a real frustration point of just like I own a gigantic truck because I can, but mm-hmm. you you drive it in places where it's it's not just like impractical; it's like actively ridiculous to drive a vehicle that large. Like that's just really frustrating. Like there's a time and a place for it. Like. Or oh, yeah. if you live in an area where like maybe not everything's paved or like it's difficult, to, it's more difficult to get around. But it's like if you live in a city, you don't need a truck. Like you just kind of don't. It's like I I would never want to own a truck, but I'm really glad that I know someone who has a truck. Yeah, right. It's That's helped me move multiple times, but it's not it's not for me. It's for someone who is more utilitarian. Yeah, like I uh, I bought a new car this year. And it's like a very small SUV. And even that I felt a little bit weird about because I'm like, I don't need a vehicle with all this space in it. Yeah. Um, the market sometimes just dictates that that's what you get. And we did fit a freezer in it, which was cool. But like, um, yeah, I could I could leave trucks. If it was a take yeah. or leave situation, I could leave. I'm all, I'm all into trains, baby. Yeah, trains. Give me, give me that public tra- transpo. What's your favorite kind of train? the fast one dude so true yeah but I, I don't know if it would work in this case because you got to build the tracks and that would totally just ruin the suspense stephen mm-hmm. king's tracks yeah mm. trains aren't really scary unless unless you're on them because you can just step to the side yeah you I have maintain to the, 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 well hold up polar express is terrifying, <laughs> it's terrifying. Hey, the polar express isn't real i, I tell myself that uh, every night you. so i can go to sleep <laughs> Next thing you're going to say, you don't believe in Santa. I don't believe in Tom Hanks. I'm sorry. How dare you? <laughs> I uh, I worked on a Polar Express for, for one Christmas. You what? I worked on a Polar Express. Corey, Corey is like, Polar Expresses aren't real. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's a thing? What do you mean? Uh, you so a lot of, uh, there was a train station or a train museum near my college, uh, and they would pull all of us <laughs> theater majors in the winter and they would have Polar Express experiences oh uh, where God. some people That's played awesome. conductors and chefs that did all these dances and whatnot. Um, and I can't dance or sing. So I was a conductor and I would uh, put little symbols into everyone's tickets with uh, dots. I got really good at making like Christmas trees and snowmen and things uh, and believe. And then occasionally a little curse word uh, just to like, throw them off their game. Like ass. But, yeah, like it would, it would say, it would say ass. Yeah, something, something. <laughs> Like like ass light, you know. It would say like big yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah, bad it ass. Would, it would say uh, like frick. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, we did that. It was like a full recreation of the movie. We had, they would have. Uh, I met Animated five or Tom six Hanks different Santas. I met a real six? life Santa with a with a naughty and nice tattoos on his arms. No way. Wow. Yeah, one of those guys who like made his full career out of being Santa and like 
is is trying to be badass Santa. Would be cooler if it were across his knuckle like Night of the Hunter. <laughs> Somebody's oh, probably done so. that, right? Oh, it's it's got to be real. How do you fit Man. it, though? Uh, you stack the letters. Yeah, I guess so. N-A-U-G-H-T-Y should do it. That does nice. spell naughty. Nice fits perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how you said you did that for one Christmas? Yeah, just one Christmas. Was it good? It was decent was it money. Christmas. It was a fine Christmas. Did you feel like you believed in the meaning of the season more? I um, I I was I was a bit radicalized by the consumerism. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, there's no response to that. I I I shot us both in the foot there. Yeah, Um, uh, interesting. So you're saying that you got radicalized by the Polar Express. Yeah, well, who hasn't? (laughs) That defines our generation. We are the Polar Express generation. (laughs) That's all we had. We had Polar Express, we had Video Nows, and we had Tamagotchi. (laughs) Those are the big three. That's they're all to blame for the destruction that we are causing to the planet. Yeah. And as and as we know from Space Dad, uh, trucks might not do a worse job at running Earth than we do. If more people had seen Stephen King's trucks, we would have been saved. I hate trucks, and I can say that trucks would not do a better job. Like just like knowing the nature of trucks and the people who drive. Hold them. on, you don't know the nature of trucks. You know the nature of their owners. You don't know their true spirit. Trucks yeah. don't kill people. People kill people <laughs> with trucks. Go yeah. see. Well, now hold up. I've just seen the movie Trucks. Trucks kill people. That's um, right. They do. <laughs> well, no, these trucks did. Oh, okay. It's not uh, all trucks. I don't know how you can speak. Hashtag only, not all trucks. The only truck personality I know is Mater from Cars, and he <laughs> oh is a gem. <laughs> I just spit water everywhere. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Now, Mitch, I do agree with you. Trucks would not do a better job, but I think Mater could give it a shot. Oh my god! Yeah, I could, I could, I could trust Mater, but yeah. he's he's an exception, right? Oh, oh, he's he's one of the good trucks. I see. Yeah, he's one of the good trucks. <laughs> All right, is Corey alive? So. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I could trust Mater. A tab, as far as I'm concerned. Honestly, I think tow trucks are like kind of terrible, you know. I do tow agree trucks. with that. Yeah. If you look at it as an as an industry too, I think that there's like some really unsavory things about it. I, well, as ones as, as like predatory tow trucks, I do think they should exist. Should someone need to have of their course. own car moved? But like, yeah, the way they exist is inherently predatory. Yeah, I once I once got like cut off by a tow truck on the highway, and then uh, the guy like like drove next to me and like and like gave me the finger and like bled on his horn for like probably like a minute and a half just like making threatening gestures driving alongside me in a a tow truck and it's like like who the fuck are you man i don't know i hate trucks that's brutal so did this movie scare you No. no did it make you angry i yeah because i mean like if trucks didn't exist this would never be a problem yeah, there would be nothing. Stephen King wouldn't have written about anything else. Yeah. We say, okay, I got, I got, a, I got, a, I got a little jumping off point question for you guys. Uh, pretend with me that you're in this situation 
uh, you're in this gas station. You're in this gas station with uh, with the fellas and surrounded by vehicles that have come to life. What do you do? Die. Yeah, that's the easy answer. <laughs> just, just hit the self-destruct button. <laughs> it's kind of my answer to a lot of things. Yeah, yeah that's Mitch's answer to 2023. Um, what would <laughs> I do? Yeah, how would you how would you handle it? These guys found a way to like you know, get out of it through plot armor, sure, but like still. Well, they didn't get out of it. They got into a living helicopter. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't get far. But it's <laughs> yeah, they, they, they would have been better off if they had done the Corey method. Honestly, yeah. um, well, we don't know. You know what? I would I would enjoy being in the gas station. I would try to have a bonding moment with the group I'm there with, kind of breakfast club mm-hmm. style. L- learn a little bit about them, share my deepest darkest uh, insecurities. I would I would indulge in uh, the snacks in the convenience store free of charge. You know, because they can't get mad at me for that. Um, well, the store owner was there. Like he might. You think he would make me pay? Well, it depends. We don't know what he's like. He's got a gun. He is a cop. Yeah. That's fair. So he yeah. loves laws. He's one of the good ones, bro. Yeah, well, yeah, hold up. He's a, he is a movie cop, and they're meant to be glamorized. Yeah, so I guess depending on his reaction, I might I might feed him to the trucks if he's <laughs> if he's going to demand that people pay in a natural disaster. I feed him to the trucks, then I would try to make my getaway. If he is nice and he lets me eat his food free of charge, I would probably just wait it out. I uh I can't I'm I'm not really a uh, a brawn guy. I'm more of a brain guy, and even then, I have very little to work with. Uh, I don't think I could reason with the trucks, and I don't think I could strong arm the trucks. So I I would I would I have to think I would just wait it out and hope that someone stronger than me, uh, much like Chaz, would 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 help. Would would fist fight the trucks? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I genuinely don't have a strategy for this. Yeah, there's not there's not an easy one. That's kind of why. Uh, even though it, it the movie is like you know struggling, this the concept still works, right? Because it's it's spooky. That's true. You can't see it. You can't see it and yell at the screen like just do this because they're fucked. What, what the fuck do you do? Yeah. Well, like and how it how is it that like because you know the trucks are alive obviously, yeah. but what we do learn is, you know, vending machines are alive, helicopters are alive, you know. What do you do? Because like they're in there, and the pinball machine isn't alive yet. Mm-hmm. But like oh, it God. might start, you know, getting a high score on people. Yeah, no, it shoots one of those metal balls. That could be that could have been a sick kill. Yeah, I mean, nowadays yeah. if machines came alive, my answer would be pretty simple. It'd just be like a magnet, right? Because everything Ooh. is like computer. But Mitch, how does how does that work? But in this in this. In this day of like this kind of tech, I think it's not that simple of an answer. Um, well, I mean, if the magnets run on film, which I know a lot of things did, then magnets would still work. Hmm. No, no. I mean, like, I mean, like, if it had like a computer chip or like memory or something, I would just like wipe the drive with a magnet. Yeah, I was just making a stupid joke about how you also can't put film near magnets. True, oh, you can't because there's silver on it. So yeah. 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 Chevy Silverado, which runs on film. That's a wild take on like the Terminator future of they should have just used magnets. Yeah. ICP early to learning about magnets. I guess. I don't know what that means. Um I feel like you couldn't go wrong with like maybe a nail strip, try and put some holes in those tires. Um 
Eventually, was, those trucks are going to run out of gas. But there's so many trucks. Yeah, I think that was a chunk of it. Is like those but those like, specific trucks wanted gas. That's why they kept that. The but main here's guy the thing: alive. they can control a suit with arms and hands. That's true. Couldn't that yeah. get the, the gas? They could only do it for five minutes, though. Then they had to cut away. It's true. They didn't have enough time with that. They, yeah. No, there's there's like there's some logic gaps in this film for certain. So yeah, if you, I think letting them run out of gas would just mean they would kill you faster. Because <laughs> then they would realize you're going to let us do it. All right, we're going to kill you. It's what over. if we yeah, what tell the trucks just don't want to give us what we want, right? Mm-hmm. So we tell be their slave. We tell the trucks that we want to die, and then they won't. Because they want to have like control over us, so it's like, well, we don't want to give the people what they want, right? It's reverse yeah. psychology. The oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah really. Just, just, just throw. Yeah, you know what? Uh, we didn't see that. We didn't see that play out. That might, that might be the move. Personally, I would, I would seduce one of their, uh, one of their two wheeled compatriots. Mm. You know what? That's probably why they cut that out of the movie. It would be too easy. The kid had it figured out. <laughs> too easy and so they thought every motorcycle is down to fuck in the first yeah if you've got the riz the the you can just make the moves on those motorcycles and you're good to go oh if you've got the riz the two-wheel riz that's the shit man (laughs) zen in the art of motorcycle riz am i right (laughs) glutney in a two-wheel riz mystery Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Riz is like one of the best jokes. Period. Just like just one of the best jokes ever. I did not expect this movie to have this much going on about it. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot to consider because you know we live in a world we live in a society where trucks exist, so it's all because you a lot to think about. This is a society, yeah. Yeah, it's a truck-based society. Would you guys watch a Would you guys watch a remake of this, like a modern one? Sure, absolutely, I would. Yeah, I think I uh, would. Um, especially if it had some money behind it, I think that there could be some really cool uh, effects and set pieces. Um, it honestly, it made me think a lot of a movie we watched recently, Child's Play 2019. I was about movie, to say that. You know, a lot of electronics and even vehicles, like a Tesla. It might not have been a Tesla, but that that sort of thing came alive. Um, so I would I would be super down for that. Um, I, I think that would be a blast. I think you could honestly do a whole franchise. You could do Rise of the Trucks, Dawn of the Trucks, and War of the Trucks. They could take over the society fully because they, they kind of almost have. Already. Honestly, the en- ending of this movie felt a lot like the ending of the uh, the Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Where right. It was, it was like, oh, these intelligent trucks are going off, and it's, it's telling us that they're going to take over. They've already taken this la- last remnant of Lunar. That's right, yeah. So I think they would have they would have to introduce a mater like character. They might have to bring back the motorcycle fucking subplot because you need like a a Caesar at the heart of it, a good truck to help mm. against all the bad trucks. But I think that 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 could be a is that the plot of Planet of the Apes? Is there's one good ape? yeah, one of the trucks needs to be a good a statesman, <laughs> the elder states truck. There uh, yeah. there ends up being a number of good apes, but Caesar Caesar is the one we stick with throughout. And all by good, movies. we mean supports humanity, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, somewhat. Yeah, he still yeah. he still wants to be an ape. He's not a hey. totally behest to the humans. What are we talking but... about? Add it to the podcast. 
That's right. Are That's the right. trucks inherently bad? They're inherently anti-people. Uh, They're inherently which I don't trucks. think is bad. They're inherently trucks. Yeah, I think honestly, both I think both those statements are true. Them being inherently people does not make them bad, but them being inherently trucks, I think, does make them bad. So, yeah, so it's true. a fine balance. Yeah, it's oh, I think that maybe we could leave people with that thought to maybe chew on. Mm-hmm. What uh, what is evil in the automobile industry? What is evil in life? Trucks. That's right, dude. Trucks Maybe are there, are, there are people listening to this podcast right now who are like, am I the evil one? And there are also trucks listening to this podcast. If anyone out there is listening to this podcast through the speaker of a truck, just be careful. My good ideas. Uh, Mitch, do you have anything you'd like to truck? Mm, truck! Oh, that trucks. was good. Oh, that's real good. Can, can you hit a high note for us? Beautiful. Could bring a man to tears. And only 40 minutes late. Only 40 minutes late. Not a moment too late. Not a moment, not a moment too late. A, Chaz, a, a, a truck. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go. You go. You go. No, no, no. Please. I insist. No, 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 no. Please. Because you were going to say something I, funny. I, 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 oh, good. It was just, it, it was just, a truck never arrives. Uh, it's never late. It always arrives exactly on time. It was, yeah. It's nothing. A motorcycle just, never comes too early or late. It comes precisely when it means to. Yeah. It comes precisely when I turn it on. It's <laughs> Logan, on the other hand, he, he came for Logan's got no riz. They had, to, they had to cut it. They had to cut it. <laughs> he had too much riz. It was starting to get the other trucks going. <laughs> Dude, rizzed out with the homies watching trucks. If you watch trucks at a drive-in, do all the trucks get mad and leave? Does it inspire them? <laughs> yeah, be, that has to be the opening scene of uh, of the new trucks franchise. It'll take place in 2020 when the drive-ins were popping off. And uh, everyone goes to see an anniversary screening of Stephen King's trucks because it ha- now has a cult following. Um, the 90s are coming back in fashion. And then that's what s- sends the trucks off over the edge they can't take it yeah honestly we might be primed out for a trucks remake uh with with the innovation of uh self-driving cars i think so yeah i thought about it you know there are many lines in this movie they're like come on trucks can't drive themselves don't be ridiculous without a driver come on we do already have self-driving cars that kill people yeah exactly it's it wouldn't be that far-fetched it's all right there um Chaz, thank you for giving us all of your great ideas to make new trucks movies. Thank you for mediating our horrible infighting that really just plagues every moment of our lives. Thank you for coming back on the show. Thanks for vibing. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for thank you for the Christmas cards uh, that people are actually going to get in a timely fashion this time. Liam's going to oh, get sick. his today. Oh, well, thank you in advance. I'm very excited. I have your previous year's Christmas card right on top of my bookshelf on display, and so I'm I'm excited to to add the next this, one. This year's takes the cake. It's my favorite one. So it is far. really good, and I've I intentionally not shown it yet to them so they see it upon uh, receipt. They just get to experience it raw. Yeah, M- not unlike uh, Christmas motorcycle. Yeah. Oh my God, Mitch is still here. Yeah, I'm um, about to leave. Do you have anything oh. you'd like to plug, Chaz? at all whether maybe uh, it's just going to the gym maybe it's just vibes maybe it's just yeah 
I guess I, I could plug some things. I don't have a script written out like I did last time. Uh, hey, yeah, if you want to find me online, you can follow me on Instagram at Chaz Basic Cable. Uh, you can follow me on the TikTok I haven't used in several months at Chaz J Talk. Uh, and you can follow <laughs> me down the streets as I walk to my job uh, if you want to. I would rather you didn't. Um, and you can, uh, I guess you can find me in 2023 that's it that was all the bits i had it has been a long week yeah we're not gonna tell anybody where Chaz lives but if you find him we have left clues throughout the continental united states and if you find him (laughs) you can follow him to work (laughs) if you find me you'll win a sweet sweet cash prize of three dollars and 55 cents uh that's american think of the think of the exchange rate it's less um oh no (laughs) it's bad uh if you do want you can dm me so you can get some of my leftover christmas cards from this year and last year start building the collection today before they get on ebay with uh, all of the price gouging oh yeah no i'm leaving i'm saving a couple for that yeah of course you get them professionally graded no they're they're grading enough actually (laughs) uh liam do you have anything you'd like to plug well uh yeah i i'd like to plug a motorcycle to be honest after you guys talk about it so much <laughs> you sound like a guy with a film nice. writing alter ego <laughs> oh that's right that's right i do have a film writing alter ego it's uh graham the, the truck the truck fucker <laughs> yeah that's what they call me i might be changing up my name in 2023 graham the the truck fucker Molo. Um, I got a Twitter and letterbox. My username is Graham the Molo. Stephen King's Trucks, I think, will be the last movie I watch in 2023. Um, so that's cool. Um, the last movie we'll you see. watch in 2023? That's right. Oh, you yeah, you know what? Every year. year, it's a tradition. <laughs> or Why just no watch? movies next year. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Only I'm done. no, he's gonna do uh, every Truck Minute podcast. <laughs> Oh, dude. well, honestly, the first 15 episodes are going to be fire. I'm going to be talking about the film. Do you think we get Stephen King on that show by the time the like by the time we got to the last minute? Oh, yeah. You think so? Maybe. Oh, yeah. dude. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Tell um, me. Tell me. It's, he gets a cameo and that's it. Even. Yeah, it might work. It might work. Maximum overdrive. We might be more likely. I wonder if Stephen King has seen Stephen King's trucks. I wonder if, well, because he's definitely seen Maximum Overdrive. He did call it a moron movie, and he made it, so. Yeah, he's not happy that he made that. Who could say? Um, You can find me on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price. You can hear those other podcasts I make. There's two of them. Uh, Strat 2 is an F1 podcast. Uh, That's not happening right now because neither is F1, but it'll be back. Um, And then MK PodQuest is a show I do with our friend Neil uh, about mortal Kombat, ephemera and a variety of other nonsense uh those are all on social media under those names or you can go to mortal Kombat conquest.ca and all of the uh stuff that you need to find those is there thank you all once again for listening to this episode of they made another one and thank you for listening throughout this whole year um it's been really great to continue doing the show. I think we had a lot of really good episodes. We branched out and tried some new stuff and uh, had a lot of fun doing it. We're glad that it clicks with so many people. Um, if you've listened to the show, if you've shared the show over this year, if you've even just thought about listening to it, if you've come on the show like Chaz, 
Um, thank you all very much for all the support. It does mean a lot to us. We're looking forward to getting back at it even more into what will be our fourth year of doing it, which is insane. Uh, or like, yeah, 2023 will be the fourth year starting in 2019. So that's wild. So uh, thank you. Uh, not just for listening to this episode, but every episode that you get a chance to. And um, if hey. you want to follow us on Twitter, that's at they made another. And on Instagram, it is also that uh, we sat on there in case Twitter died. So we are on Instagram as well. Uh, hey, we're on letter. Corey, what are you guys watching next week? Oh, this is why we need Chaz. What are we we're watching? On, we're honestly done. We put, we're putting out this one episode this in 2023. It. Mitch is gonna die. We established that. What are we Who's watching? It? Whose pick is it? It's my even... pick. It's my pick. I'm um... sorry. What is your? Why didn't you correct me sooner? Um, why did you, you to... jump in? Do you guys? Hey, that's have... what I'm here for. Do you guys have time to catch uh, Avatar two? Oh, I've uh... seen it. Before Wednesday. Well, before when I don't know, decide bro. to record, I don't know. Uh, I no, can sound, make it sound. No, it sounds it sounds too dicey. I'll pick something else. I'll do um, let's do uh Matilda the Matilda musical. Oh Netflix. fuck yeah, I'm down. That's got Riz for days. You're welcome to come back, Chaz, if you're interested in the Matilda. Abby wants musical. to watch that. She's with me right now, and she says she wants to come on the app. Yeah, have at it. Be great uh, Mitch fun. can't. Mitch can't have two partners on here. We can just have Abby. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Chaz can come on as my partner if he okay, if he would so choose. Oh, oh, geez. All right, now you now you can finish off. What, what were you saying about Letterboxd? Uh, TMAO haven't updated it in like six years. Um, whoops. Uh, you can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, and I can't believe I forgot to do that. Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everything else as they made another one. Uh, you can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and trucks. Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson, who you can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And with all that out of the way, we will catch you here next week for Matilda, the new musical, the, the newsical, the newsical. I think you guys should add like bloopers to the end here. This is no uh, bloopers are the episode, All one in right. the same. You guys ever think Stephen King looks a bit like a who? Like from Whoville? He does. He really yeah, does. He looks, he does. He looks now, a lot now like his, later in his life. He really does. All right, that's where you end the episode. Um, they made another one. the planes we flew good things we've been through that i'll be standing right here talking to you about another path i know we love to hit the road and laugh but something told me that it wouldn't last had to switch up look at things different see the bigger picture those were the days hard work forever pays now i see you in a better place